Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, man, Jordan. Oh, baby. Daddy's loose. <laughs> oh, no. Put Daddy back in his cage. Oh, you can't put Daddy back in his cage. Oh, no. Not once he's loose. <laughs> oh, boy. It's time to tie down Daddy and <laughs> and put the kids in the storm cellar. And pick a safe word. Yeah, because Cause daddy, Daddy's loose. Well, so, okay. What, hap- what happened to Daddy? Uh-huh. Are you gonna Are you gonna elaborate? Yeah, for sure. Or is this dude. just a general vibe you're bringing to the podcast? The well, no, this is a state of being that I'm in. Sure, uh, my family, mm-hmm. they're all in San Francisco. Nice, specifically. So they so they've left you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, Daddy's loose. I got myself a Miata. Cool. Uh, it's kind of nice blouse in there. Do you think you can grow a ponytail by the time they get back? Yeah, absolutely. Working official, on it right now. The official haircut of the Miata. I, um, my family all went to my my oldest is going to a summer camp in the mm-hmm. East Bay. Mm-hmm. So they're all up in the Bay Area all week. I am stretching out nice. like a rubber band, baby. So yeah, where have you masturbated? <laughs> where in the house have you masturbated that you don't usually? Oh, just at the computer, but frequently. Okay, and enthusiastically. <laughs> yeah, just in the regular place. But sure. You know, just with less with less um, vigilance. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Just a more relaxed vibe. You've like thrown I, caution to the wind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> caution and semen. You get a, <laughs> you get out the masturbation hammock. You got it. <laughs> I am I am living the life. You and I went to dinner. Mm-hmm. We socialized. We sure did. When was the last time we? That would be the first time we've socialized in eighteen months. I would say. Yeah, we had a we had a conversation that was not recorded for the internet. Yeah, and and we'll recap it now. <laughs> for for half of the time, at least, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about work. That's true. And we started talking about work. Yeah. We sort of went down a rabbit hole. And then belching, but... and then belching contest. <laughs> sure. Because as you said before, daddy's loose. For a while, we... Jordan, I went to the movies. Oh, my gosh. I went to an adult movie. <laughs> Ooh, Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> you got it. Oh, one of my favorite adult oh, movies. Oh, the lines are around the block in Times Square. Mm-hmm. I was standing next to Gore Vidal. <laughs> um, I... That's whack when pornos meant something. Damn it. I saw the movie Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. It's fun. I've heard it has a great soundtrack. Yeah. It's got a great soundtrack and uh, a lot of fun stuff happens. Cool. I don't know. I, I feel like if I say anything bad about it, it makes me an elitist I have, coastal snob. I have, not, I have not seen Baby Driver. Yeah. I'm look, looking forward to it. I have, a, yeah. I have a weird plan to see it at 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's a good. There's a good plan. Uh, here's here's my sure. advice to Americans looking to go see Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Do go see it. Do not expect there to be meaning even at the end. So yeah, I I, I would imagine yeah that Baby Driver criticism uh huh would not be accepted well amongst our audience. Yeah. So, They're probably not available to hear baby driver criticism. So I, I will focus on the fact that it delivers a ton of fun. Okay. But I just don't want people... And we both think that Baby Groot is very cute. Yeah. I don't know where you stand on Baby Groot. I think he's very cute. Groot's cute! Groot's cute! 
You got it, buddy. There you go. See, we're back in everyone's good graces now. And that's not the only great shit that happened to me hmm. while I've been loose. Yeah. I saw a parade of colorful vagrants. <laughs> oh. I don't remember where I was driving, but mm-hmm. I had an appointment. Mm-hmm. I had an appointment. Oh, I had a, I had a show business meeting mm. in a high-rise private club. That's something daddy can't do when he's babysitting. You got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm driving there, and I'm stopped at a stoplight. And I see three amazing things. First and foremost, I see the most handsome drifter I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Just this drifter was gorgeous. And I want to be clear. He wasn't like Daniel Craig, like rough-hewn gorgeous. Mm -hmm. He looked like a fashion model. He was just holding a cardboard sign that said, your pants or bust. (laughs) That's where he's going. Beautiful. Straight into your pants. Okay, so that was the first thing I okay, saw. Okay, beautiful that was the first beautiful. That was the first remarkable vagrant who crossed mm-hmm. my path while I was sitting at one mm-hmm. light. I want to be clear, in Hollywood. Second person, guy, medium build, short to medium height, pretty fit, mm-hmm. wearing enormous overalls and no shirt. Okay. And no shoes. Skateboarding. Great. He looked like, this is going to be a pretty specific reference here, mm-hmm. but he looked like Kevin Rowland of Dexie's Midnight Runners on the cover of the one Dexie's Midnight Runners album that has Come On Eileen on it. Okay. I can't remember what that one is called. I'm envisioning a bad guy from Double Dragon, but go ahead. It's, well, that was, so he had like slicked, Intensely gelled, slicked back hair, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, a popular hair. It's more of a double dragon bad guy hairstyle Mm -hmm. than it is a. But I want to emphasize two things. Okay. Number one, the overalls were enormous, gargantuan. Is this part of the. Is this. Do you think this is part. We were talking about the resurgence in 90s streetwear recently, cross colors and the like. Janko. Do you think this is part of that? I would not have been surprised if these overalls were for us or by us. Mm. So enormous overalls, one strap falling off. Yeah, like I would say he ha- there was an LL Cool J-ish element to it. Okay. But he – like if he had – had he not been of indeterminate ethnicity, he would have had a certain corn pone quality. Mm-hmm. Like had he just – had he looked a little archier, he would have been more corn pone. Gee whiz, just got off the bus from Omaha. But he wasn't – he also wasn't – it wasn't a hip-hop aesthetic. Sure. So he wasn't – it was somewhere in a weird in-between I was, space. It seems like I was right with Double Dragon Bad Guy. It was like Why are we trying to describe been, him further? It was like he had been naked and he found the overalls in the alley. Oh, on, on a clothesline. The overalls sure. fit him the way that a barrel with straps mm-hmm. fit a victim of the Depression. Okay. What's the third amazing thing? Wait. But so he's okay. riding a skateboard sure. with no shoes on. I want to – I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. And he stopped at the corner with a skateboard, Mm -hmm. looked, waited for the light to change, dropped the skateboard, kicked off, messed up, flipped the skateboard over on its side, stood in the street, standing over the skateboard, looking down at it with an intense, scolding glare. Mm -hmm. 
again, in the middle of the street for 20 seconds. Great. Like, how dare you, skateboard? Here I am riding on you. I'm not even wearing shoes or a shirt, just these enormous overalls, and you flip over on your side? You, my only friend, have betrayed me? (laughs) You're the only thing I got in the divorce. (laughs) Then... I was still reeling from the 20-second stare down mm. with the skateboard Yeah, uh, when just a beautiful, perfectly clean man who looked like – what was the uh, Ralph Lauren model? Tyson, Tyson Beckford? Mm-hmm. Looked kind of like Tyson Beckford, uh, but like, like shiny, like a clean, like uh, every element of his outfit perfectly clean. Sure. And exclusively blue and white. So, like, uh, white top, distinctly blue pants, white shoes, blue sh- blue hat, each in the right exact shade, everything matching. Mm-hmm. On a bicycle where everything matched, like a cruiser-style bicycle yeah. where ev- all the colors matched all the colors of his outfit. Is it possible you just drove onto the set of a Wes Anderson movie? Uh, this you think Wes Anderson was shooting. I you, would say— Somebody I, didn't put up the traffic cones and you— Maybe a John Singleton movie. Okay. So— He's riding by on a bicycle behind the skateboard guy, and I notice he's holding the bars of the handlebars. In one hand, he has an open, half-eaten banana Mm -hmm. that he's casually eating. Then in the other hand, he has an unopened banana. Oh, hell yeah. Double fisting those bananas. (laughs) A backup banana. That man's going to get some potassium. Anyway, what I'm saying is, watch out. Daddy's on the loose. Uh, I want to introduce our guest, but real quick, on the way over here, I was flipped off by someone with a coexist sticker. Anyway, <laughs> let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. She's the host of the Smash Hit podcast, Why Oh Why. She uh, is here in, in Los Angeles having performed a live performance of her Smash Hit podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Andrea Salenzi. Wow, I can't believe I'm on your show right now. You're totally on so our show fun. right now. Don't squander this opportunity. I'm dying. Uh, Andrea, I went to your show last night, which was fucking huge barrels of fun from beginning to end. What was your favorite part? My favorite part <laughs> was the live kissing. Mm-hmm. So you, so Andrea, if people don't, if people do not know your podcast, they should. It is a podcast about uh, uh, modern dating, the intersection between technology and dating, uh, love. Love in love in these modern times. Sure. Uh, and you CompuServe. And there was a, you had a very great. <laughs> That's yeah. coming up next week. Yeah. How'd yeah. you know? <laughs> Can I use GeoCities to fuck? Yeah. What asking girls for their prodigy number sure. at bars? Yeah. Um, let's ask Jeeves to see that dong of his. <laughs> um, you had a very Drop great. Those gray striped trousers, baby. <laughs> Day formal. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know Jeeves's packet, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so so you know what Jeeves's tailor has to ask him if he dresses to the left or to the right, so mm. he can make allowances. Sure, sure. Um, you had a very you had a lovely uh um hook to the sh- to the night, which was before you went in to the to the show, you had to get a name tag that said if you were single or if you were taken. Oh. So that made the whole thing... Very romantic. Oh, it's, it's a little horny. <laughs> a little affair. In a nice way. In the, it's yeah. just a nice like cloud that hung over things. It's yeah. like kind of kind of darting eyes, well, I would say. Apparently the college kids these days, they'll have like a traffic light party where you, you're either wearing red, yellow, or green accordingly. And there's no yellow at a YOY event. Like if it's, if it's 
complicated. Complicated, then you're not an option for me is how I feel. So I just wanted to see who was green in the audience. I like that. And then bone down with them? Yes, absolutely. I was deep in dick last night. <laughs> it was crazy. Because <laughs> I just, I love 23-year-old boys who like podcasts, and that's my type. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but you so had, not true, by the way. <laughs> you, had, you had something uh, uh, something that I would, uh, I, I was, was shocking, was you asked people to come up on stage, strangers, to, and kiss each other after listening to a tape of a kissing expert talking about how to kiss. Because I have a theory, which is that people make out in L.A. more than New York. I think in New York, if you've had a good date, you're like, your place or mine. In L.A., because of transportation, you're like, I'm not going all the way to your place. I'm not going all the way to back to my place. Like, sure. let's just make out next to this valet let's, stand let's while we fred- wait for the Uber to arrive. <laughs> let's fridge in front of Mendocino <laughs> Farms or yeah. a restaurant that Danny Trejo owns. I would – I'd like – and also the weather's nice, right? In New York, sure. you're like, we're staying outside. It's uncomfortable. You know, I guess L.A. also smells like urine a lot of the time, but there's just more outdoor making out. Well, I think also, and we've learned this over the decades, New York's got that water. <laughs> yeah, sure. We just that can't get that water. water here in Los Angeles. Something. Oh, that... and the bagels, yes. The bagels, yeah. the water, the pizza. Um, Makes you feel like kissing. <laughs> it's sure. Yeah. Something that I heard from a friend who had moved here from New York was that a lot of – and this may have changed with the advent of ride-sharing – uh, but the first making out that happens happens in a cab. Like the kind of code for it's time to to visit Pound Town, mm-hmm. or you know, thank you for taking the time Pound to say that. Pound Town adjacent, aka CompuServe. It's like <laughs> is like saying let's share a cab, and then the first kind of oh. making out hap- would happen in that cab. Um, I mean, but I'm... with the advent of ride sharing, that could be complicated because now we're asked, in part by the terms of service, to regard the person driving as a human. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, do, I don't know. Have you ever made out while an Uber driver watched? Mm, I have done. I have. I have done some <laughs> polite first basing. Uh-huh. While an Uber driver was driving, I don't think I. Yeah, I have done some like some, but not uh, what you saw on stage some last classy, night. Some like, classy <laughs> Frenching. I've done some classy yeah. Frenching in an Uber. Yes, because we learned that. So this um this <laughs> amateur kissing expert Erica Rose, who's like a former bachelor person, she said that the woman should touch his hair. He should put his hand on her chin. That she should uh, feel his arm to see what the muscles are underneath. <laughs> like there are all these like complicated making out instructions. I mean, definitely when you're Frenching somebody in a podcast audience, <laughs> my, there's yeah. got to be some guns there. My muscles are underneath, like when Shaggy from Scooby Doo <laughs> makes that muscle thing, and then the muscles go down instead mm-hmm. of up. That's where you find my muscles underneath. But you're really good at compacting a giant sandwich. <laughs> That's true. If you have a tall sandwich. So t- tell us, a, tell, can you describe the – have you done this on every stop of your tour, the, the live kissing? Uh, no. This is – it was an idea I came up with when I learned about the making out in L.A. Mm, sure. But every show's had some kind of twist or turn. So in Chicago – my mom started country line dancing with her boyfriend as part of the show, yeah. which is like incredibly romantic. Yeah, that's hot too. And they did a dance called the stationary cha-cha, <laughs> which is obviously a euphemism sure, for my mom yes. doing it in front of everyone. Oh boy. It was kind, the old it's kind stationary of like, cha-cha. It's like He's... grinding. It's like he's standing behind her with his arms around her and they're kind of swaying. Mm, boy. Um, everyone was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Is your mom very romantic? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And what was the what was the hook of your New York show? New York. Gosh, I I don't I wasn't thinking as God, there was there had to have been something I was thinking less visually in New York. Right. Because I'm trying to learn how to leave the studio and do something in front of people. Yeah. So, uh, oh, my big reveal is we made um, the guest Andy Beckerman. um, He's engaged to Naomi and Paragon and they came up as like a fiance couple talking about the relationship and we got him set up with a new suit from Bonobos. So I made him change mid-show and we had a mic in the dressing room so we could be like, how's it going in there? And he's like, trying to get my pants on. So, I don't know, I've tried. I've got an Ask Jeeves problem in here. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that maybe we could have him on a wireless mic the entire time he was changing, but, you know, hands and, sure, you know, it's not yeah, that yeah, interesting, yeah. maybe. Um, now, the couple that kissed, I they were both very good looking. Yes. Um, and the the kissing I thought was was it was some very classy Frenching. Do you did you did you keep an eye on them like afterwards? Because I know like the the audience was invited to a bar afterwards. Did you do you think that that chemistry continued? Did you tag their ears? <laughs> it, I mean, what happened next was fascinating because they actually were they seemed super into each other. So they yeah. went over, exchanged phone numbers after the show. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm moving to New York in a month. Oh. But that's a well, solid month that they could, whatever. That's 30 days of pound town. That's what that is. Sure. But he's traveling this month. He's leaving oh, in a couple boy. days. He's not going to be back for a whole month. So they once they realized that this was not an option, they both were kind of celebrity status at the show. Kind oh. of like being part of the wedding party. They became like sure. audience famous. And then both were flirting hard with other people. He was at a table full of women at the end of the night, all of them just like giggling and laughing and loving him. So basically they became the cool kids. Oh interesting. So yeah. that so what 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 started as a simple public frenching maybe led to something else down the line, something more substantial. Yeah, for both of them. Yeah. But it was it was interesting to see them at separate tables at this beer garden, flirting with other people, not looking at each other. Almost like they were trying to make the other jealous, but Oh interesting. Not. Yeah. yeah, right. It is, right. It is like when you are when you do show up at the same house party as an ex. There is that whole like, oh, are you here? Oh, I didn't even. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Hi, you look great. It sounds like a sort of stage cuckoldry. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, no, and uh, it's interesting. I we uh, we we are like Twitter friends, but we chatted for the first time last night. You saw. I think you said something kind of interesting about. This show, perhaps leading to your show in a way. Do you remember this conversation? Yes, yeah. I owe Jordan Jesse go a lot because I remember the exact moment that I um, that I realized I I had to become a podcast host at some point in my life. So I was sitting on the subway listening to you guys on my iPod Shuffle. That's a great way to listen to this you know, show. Cause, yeah. cause it's got a warmer yeah. sound than the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I love the cover. <laughs> the cover <laughs> yeah. And you never really know which one you're going to get. But I feel like, you know, in the early days of podcasting, there were only so many shows that existed. And right. I was at, huge. At the time, you would press that fast forward button. You Don and Drew, Don and Drew, Don and Drew, <laughs> Don and Drew. Ah, Jordan, Jesse, go. Yeah. Yeah, and Sorry, I was, and this cool new format, you know, podcasting. I like knew it was the future of, you know, I wa- I had this dream that I'd work in public radio for my whole career. That I'd be just like an NPR lifer. Like my dream job would be just an assistant producer on the Leonard Lopate show in New York, <laughs> just like reading his books, sure. writing his interview questions. Yeah, just you know. just, just distributing <laughs> newspapers to Kojo Namdi on mm-hmm. WAMU in Washington D.C. Yeah, and that would have been a solid life for me. I was really excited for it. But then I was like, you know, maybe I can be- have an edge in these 
public radio spaces by knowing about podcasting. So it's important for me to listen forward to these thinking, shows. Forward thinking. Um, or just by having a knife. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I was listening to Jordan Jesse go and there was like a, a period of time where you guys were talking about – your balls or someone else's balls? But Probably like, our balls. Yeah, I would say that that period of time has run from 2005 to yeah. 2017. Yeah. And it was just like, balls, balls, balls. <laughs> sure. This is the state of balls. Balls do this. Mm-hmm. Balls do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, where are the women in podcasting? <laughs> like, I, where's me in podcasting? Sure. And uh, I just, I feel like I was just been waiting so long. Why time is to no find one talking show. about the clitoral hood? <laughs> <laughs> yes, if there had been more clit talk, I would have never had to start YOY. Sure. Well, I mean, I think, I think, in a, in a sense, we knew that. Yeah. And we, I think we, you know, we never said this to each other explicitly, but like, let's talk about our balls. <laughs> To gross people out and push them to do better than us. Well, I think this is a story that we've – I mean we've been podcasting a long time, Mm -hmm. Andrew. We've heard this story so many times where – you know, we've heard it from uh, the McElroy brothers, the hosts of My Brother, My Mm -hmm. Brother and Me. Uh, uh, We've heard it from our friends at Stop Podcasting Yourself. We've heard it from all these shows across many genres, many worlds that they listen to Jordan Jesse go – they hear what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. They think, I could do better than this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this? Yes, I could top this. Mm-hmm. Um, in all kind, in so, such a beautiful array of ways, we have inspired people to do things that we don't do, mm-hmm. to, to avoid our many consistent, deep, rich sure. mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're like the Velvet Underground. Yeah. I, we also can't do, play our instruments. True. I, I don't think I can be, do better than the pitter patter between you I've two. I've heard your show. It's better than this one. I like your show. It's way better than this. No, but everyone listening right now, it's I'm shorter. not saying stop listening, go listen to YY. I'm saying there's something magical that you I'll guys are that. able to do you that I was. To YY. Okay. It's really good. But when you say you the pitter patter, the pitter patter. You're just referring to our tiny feet. Sure. <laughs> no. Something that I, I would. Daddy's free. Daddy's loose. <laughs> yeah, run pitter-patter around the house, Daddy. <laughs> pitter-patter, I'm, Daddy. I'm going to watch Norm MacDonald on Netflix. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, something that I like so much about YOY, I feel like it it like came into my life at a really like great time. I feel like I, as a 35-year-old dater... And basically the only person I know who dates anymore. Like everyone is either married or, you know, living with someone or engaged or something. And you're tired of the fern bar scene. <laughs> What's the fern bar scene? Well, you're tired of going out to singles bars. Oh, okay. TGI Fridays. <laughs> sure. Oh, hula hands. Sure. Bennigan's. Yeah. Uh, I can't even get laid at Margaritaville anymore. I know. Uh, <laughs> and that like – and, you know, and I only have a handful of friends who like – have like dated now in the kind of age of apps and things. And I think this is something that it used to be, oh, Andrew, yeah. you're a little younger than us. It mm-hmm. used to be they would just bring you your main course right away. At Bennigan's. Yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> but yeah. these days they want you to have mozzarella sticks. They sure. want you to have nachos. All these things that come before the main yeah. meal. No, but Jordan, Jordan, I'm in the same spot, and everyone tells me about, they're like, oh my gosh, the app that I used five years ago, use that one. Right. If, like, nothing's been changing in this space, but it's changing so rapidly that very few people understand the experience of what it's like to be there right now. Yeah, and I I think that, like, something that 
non-daters do. And I don't know if they know that they're doing this, but I, I don't I want to I want to describe an experience. It's like when you you know, when a non-dater is asking you about your dating life. And is that an offensive term, a non-dater? It seems like it's... <laughs> no, but they're just waiting for you to titillate them. They're yeah. like, ooh, did you kiss the girl? What did she look like? Where did you take her? Sure. Um, what was the special at TGI Fridays? <laughs> Tell me about the apps. Did it come with dipping sauces? Oh, yes, a trio of dipping sauces. Ranch, blue cheese, and barbecue. Um Good something, choices, Jordan. Yeah, thank you. Um, you can throw a honey mustard in there. Yeah, sure. Mm. You can swap out the ranch for a honey mustard. I don't care. The blue cheese is important, though. Yeah. Um, Especially I like when it has little chunks. Gotta have those chunks. Ooh, the chunks. It's a bad show. Um, so, so gotta something start that, another podcast. Now. <laughs> yeah, get out, get out there, everyone. Start a podcast. Um, something that I think the non-dater does is is this thing where you mention that you have used an app or you've met something someone on an app and a cool tech savvy person who you know is probably maybe even sex positive will turn into this like fainting victorian person and be like oh i could never oh you used to oh do you just strangers and do you meet where do you meet them and how i could never oh i could never they always go i could never do what you do and like they turn into this like this like southern bell who has the vapors at the thought of oh and you just swipe it's so oh it's so impersonal and it's this like making you feel like <laughs> you're you just got out of an orgy like i just like i just confessed to frequently frequenting glory hole yes yes <laughs> yeah. it is i just got back from a glory hole mm-hmm. also known as a first internet date with the dude from tinder <laughs> sure Went yeah really well lovely public bathroom uh so yeah I, I, it was cheese, right in the park everywhere. so we took a nice walk <laughs> exactly great water fountains yeah uh my stepmom came it was crazy <laughs> all of our stepmoms were there other people's stepmoms dipping sauce dipping sauces and i think that i was in a time where i was still like that was happening to me constantly and then Someone told me about YOY, and I'm like, oh, here are nice, normal, smart people talking about dating in a real way, and they're all nice, normal, and smart, and they acknowledge that it can be weird sometimes, but also they're not making me feel like I'm a glory hole dick sucker. Now, I want to be clear. I wouldn't do that to you, Jordan. Mm -hmm. I understand where love comes from. My wife, Teresa, and I met on Google Wave. Sure, yeah. (laughs) And all of these people, you've used Facebook or MySpace to fuck. Don't pretend like you haven't. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. If you're out there and you haven't used MySpace to fuck Drake, sure. I don't even know who you are. It's the number one way to fuck Drake. Or yeah. someone who's been in My Chemical Romance. Exactly. Um, so, yes, thank you for your show that I think uh, is is a nice thing that uh, should exist. I just don't know how to remove that stigma. I don't – I want more people out there, but the spaces are so weird that I don't – that it's like – I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to get more people on there. I'm trying to make it feel less weird, but it is weird. Well, uh, sorry, could you clarify? I go back and forth. Yeah. Like, I want I want to normalize the spaces, but the spaces are really broken. Sure. I mean, there is a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit that comes with online dating. I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, sitting on a porch and drinking lemonade with somebody. But, like, it, in addition to the weirdness, it can be a nice way to meet somebody. And I, I feel like... I have been yeah. trying to disrupt the porch and lemonade. Oh, do you vertical? <laughs> yeah, 
you have an app called PRCH Porch. <laughs> yeah. It's a virtual porch that you sit on yeah. while a virtual dad peeks through the curtains. Here's the thing. I've got a drinking lemonade. I've got a competitor. Mm. They're also offering Arnold Palmer's. Oh, it's been very difficult yeah, for I'm me. Sorry. And tipping within the app, too. Exactly. <laughs> which is a big thing for people. Yeah. I don't know how else to meet people. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. No, no single people exist in the world. I've looked. Nowhere you go has them. Well, if you go to a bar, everyone's on their phone swiping on an app. Sure. And if someone started talking to me at a bar, I'd be like, "Oh, who are you?" But then if like a half cute guy sends me a message on Tinder, I'm like, "Oh, you." Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A hi, how you doing? I've been considering watching The Leftovers too. <laughs> if someone just said that to you in person. <laughs> You would go, well, this is weird. But yeah. it sounds like it's kind of good, but I'm not sure if it's good enough for the time commitment. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Love those leftovers. Yeah. Anyway. If I'm at a bar, I'm probably swiping apps on my phone, okay, because I don't use my napkin enough. You're wiping your hand on your and phone. And I wipe it on the yeah. phone and then. Um, this is the end of your tour, right? This is the last of it? Yeah. Um, and also my very first time in L.A. I was. Yeah, it was pretty fun to do this series and and can I, and like meet people from your like know what your audience looks like. That's yeah. a weird feeling. Have you been to the Grove? <laughs> Should I? No, no, nah, don't, nah, don't worry about it. No. Um, I walked around that lake there. Oh yeah, sure, the lake, that lake there, <laughs> sure, the one by our That's office, right there, MacArthur Park Lake. Yeah, everyone was camping. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little Coachella. It's just like a little Coachella. Yeah, it's fun. They have concerts. And- <laughs> sure, Hyam will be up soon if you hang around long enough. Hyam will play. Haim, anyway. Hyam, I say Hyam. Haim. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> um. So, but well, before we were before we started talking, you said you got. An unusual invitation from someone at the hotel. So I met a pool boy. It was Mm -hmm. his job to bring me towels and Mm -hmm. sunscreen, and he brought me a hat to wear, and he was just incredibly helpful. Wait, he brought you a hat? They have a hat that they loan out. I was kind of grossed out by it. I also don't know how to wear a wide-brimmed hat and sit back at the the same time. What did the hat look like? Like a straw hat. Okay. (laughs) Was it corn pone at all? Yeah. It's like you can't travel with a giant, like, sun-blocking hat, so they bring you one. Do they give you a stalk of wheat to stick between your teeth? (laughs) They brought me every glass of water I've had since I arrived in L.A. has been flavored by some kind of fruit or mint. Oh, yeah. We don't drink non-infused water here. I mean, it makes the bagels worse. Yeah. Yeah, the bagels aren't as good, but... I have an idea why the bagels aren't as good. Yeah. Bigger and fluffier. Cucumber. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, cucumber. Cucumber bagels. He brought me the fancy water and we were chit boy or a pool man? He lives with his little brother uh-huh. in Koreatown. It's mm-hmm. nice. Family's it's his dream job, um, although he has friends back in Michigan. Wait, I don't know. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold He's on. He's just living his best Hat life. Hat distribution is his <laughs> dream job? He just hangs out next to the pool, you Towel know? carrying is his dream? He's living the dream? He's chilling he poolside. really happy about his life, yeah. But then he, he, but he did this... Well, is this an L.A. thing? He was like, so let me ask, like, what brings you to town? But it's okay if you don't want to tell me. Like, people here are very secretive about who they are and what they do. Is mm. that a thing here where you're – where – I don't That know. may be a five-star hotel thing. Yeah, I think you – I mean, you are at a very nice hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess... When I'm in L.A., I usually just stay at the Best Western. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly west of the Rockies. Right, of course. I mean, maybe there's east something in the east, east of the Rockies that's better. Hellman's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess if you are if you are a, hotel, a member of the hotel staff at a very nice hotel, they, you know, I, I think a, a thing is you don't want the people... You don't want the people you're serving to think you're about to drop off a screenplay. Right. And maybe that's what he was trying to, like, yeah. head off at the pass. Like, I want to chit-chat with her, but I also don't want her to think that I'm about to pitch a web series about me and my brother living in <laughs> Koreatown and bringing people hats. <laughs> it's called Dream Life. It's called Dream Life, yeah. <laughs> he was the third guy who kind of asked me to hang out while I'm in L.A., but didn't directly kind of approach me in a romantic way. So another guy at the show last night asked me if I wanted to go to the Big Sick with him, and uh, Camille's doing a Q&A, and that would be fun. That's a date. Is that a date? Yes. He was just like, I'm going to be there, so if you come there too. Going to a romantic comedy with mm-hmm. someone, and Kumail Nanjiani's there. Mm-hmm. How could he not get sexual with Kumail sure. there? God, those smoky brown eyes. Yeah, nothing in, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing gets you in the mood for romance more than an audience Q&A. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Drop I've... the Q, I'll just take the A. <laughs> and then another guy said, like, this oh, be a Q&D? You... Sorry. <laughs> Q&D. Sorry. Oh, yeah. an yeah. A, an ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Balls, balls, balls. Everyone do a better show. Do a better <laughs> yeah, show. Please. Guys, do, do, do a better show. Inspirational. Do a better show. We believe in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude number two said, oh, if you d- go hiking, I'll come with you if you need like a hiking buddy. Mm-hmm. But neither guy said, can I take you out sometime? What, sure. I'd love to take you out while you're in L.A. Can we gotcha. get a drink? Like, and no one made it strictly romantic. It's like, if you want a buddy, if you don't want to be alone. And it's like, I actually, I'm staying here you. for the weekend because I'm enjoying being alone. Like, yeah. being alone is Mama's awesome. free. <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel. Mama's loose. I sent my dog to doggy summer camp. Like, this oh, is my yeah. chance to, like, really. Doggy summer camp? Oh, yeah. What I sent doggies? my dogs to doggy re-education camp. <laughs> oh, you're, you're worried they might be gay? <laughs> no. Mike Pence's doggy summer camp? No, 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 no. They were, they had uh, heterodox political ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. We all support our gay dogs, yeah. by the way. We all love and support our gay dogs. Um, what is doggy summer camp? They pick up your dog in a bus in New York City and drive out to Pennsylvania to a farm where it just, just hangs just out for a week. Yeah. Did your mom tell you that's what's happening? <laughs> I think your dog might be dead. I'm sorry. But I have other friends who've done it and you, you see the photos online. They post to Facebook every day and all the dogs are running and playing and like licking each other and hanging out. Mabel, my dog. Yeah. Always alone in the corner, making the saddest, most oh, pathetic-looking face. She's having. She hates camp. No. She can't even write me a letter. Yeah, <laughs> my my <laughs> d- my dog daycare, which I don't send my dogs to <clears throat> regularly, but sometimes, uh, sometimes there's like people are going to be in that. There's going to we're going to have a party at the house, and it would freak them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. We bring them to the dog daycare. They've got a webcam, and <gasps> the webcam is great. I love to look at these dogs. My dogs are never on the webcam. <laughs> the webcam covers the entire area. They have to have my dog. Either it's one of those things like a kind of like in a movie like Sneakers or something, like maybe a Morgan Freeman or a, a Corbin Burnson has put a, connected a VCR to the camera and put in a video of dogs playing. 
Or like in uh, Toys where Robin Williams creates that fake MTV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Andrea showed us a picture of her dog. Uh, Making a miserable yeah. face. Yeah, Mabel looks pretty bummed. <laughs> Shit, man. All, All the, the other dogs, they actually, the dogs go canoeing. It's crazy. That's terrible. They go canoeing? That's the what's a dog's worst nightmare. I mean, Why would you do that do to the... a dog? They're <laughs> land creatures. Sure. The people do the, the you know, the, the, the paddling. The paddling. So, right. The dogs well, I wouldn't along expect them to, like, hold the dog by its front legs <laughs> over the side sure. of the canoe so it can paddle. <laughs> or demand that they figure out how to hold Right. Or so yeah. you could strap a little She's not feet, on the I canoe. Guess. She's usually just in a corner on the in the yard just staring at the camera like, get me the Fuck out of here! Although I'm so unhappy, you might have a meme on your hand. Sad Mabel, <laughs> if you should, you've thought about putting it up, and then everyone can say, "That's me. I'm that. I'm Sad Mabel." Well, anyway, I'm that. That's me. I'm that. Right? Maybe I'll just never pick her up and just keep Dad. collecting the pathetic photos to keep my <laughs> internet business going. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if podcasting, you know, hits a ceiling or something, you can just like sell Sad Mabel mugs, shirts, mouse pads. Those are huge. Yeah. God. Mouse pads have never been bigger. My pa- I love a nice cushy mouse pad. <laughs> squish squish baby. Squish oh, yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. Squish that pad. Do a better show then. Do a better show. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second uh, to give you guys a chance to uh, get your podcast pitches together. Uh, on Jordan Jessica. Well, hoopity dum dum, scoopity dig dum, hoopity dabbity doobity hoopity hoop. Hoopity doo doo, the pappity dee dee, the good good doo ba da. Stop podcasting yourself. We don't even know anymore. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download your podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. This week's Jordan, Jesse, go, supported in part by our friends at Warby Parker. They make eyeglasses, Jordan. And you can get them delivered to your home at a revolutionary price point. Exactly. Here's the deal. They will send you glasses to try on. They start at $95, which, frankly, you can barely buy a drinking glass for $95. Walk into yeah. any store yeah. and yeah. try and buy a drinking yeah. glass you for can't. $95. You can't do it. A plain crystal tumbler. And, hey, here's something you're not going to get with a drinking glass. For every pair of Warby Parker glasses you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need. That's the Jordan Jesse Go Warby Parker Challenge. Go into any store in America. Say sure. to them, I've got $95. Can I buy a drinking I glass? Want one drinking glass you and can. one to someone in need. You order five pairs of glasses. You try them on for five days. No obligation to buy. Ships free. Includes a prepaid shipping label. 
warbybarker.com slash jjgo to order your free home try-ons today. Yeah, you don't have to take it on faith just by looking at an internet picture of your eyeglasses. You can try them on, put them on your face, see how they sit. Yeah, warbyparker.com slash jjgo, and check out their app in the iTunes store. Yeah, warbyparker.com slash jjgo. We're also brought to you this week by our friends at Viceland. Yes, they've got a new program called Funny How. It is a special five-day television event, July 10th through the 14th, 11.30 p.m., It's an intimate look at the life behind the comedian's mic. It's hosted by the comedy historian and best-selling author Cliff Nesteroff, author of the great book The Comedians. Uh, Our friend Judge John Hodgman uh, blurbed that book. Yeah, and uh, he is going to talk – he's going to do look at uh, comedy worlds that uh, have been rarely seen, like Christian comedy, comedy school – in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Orlando, Florida. We'll find out. What does it mean to be a comedian in Orlando, Florida? Uh, great guests on this thing. David Cross, Pete Holmes, James Adomian, David Tell, Cameron Esposito, Rhea Butcher. Uh, Funny How, beginning July 10th on Viceland. Viceland, it's a TV channel. Viceland. It's a TV channel. It sure is. We've got something up on the Jumbotron, too. Yes. Uh, let's read this thing. It says, we're sticking our way back in time with a little help. From Shredosaurus Rad. Uh, you go to winnersdontdrinkdrugs.com. Okay, wait, I don't know what this is. You're completely started, lost in this I just started reading. Winnersdontdrinkdrugs.com is the listener who's up on the Jumbotron. That's the website of the listener. Sure. Uh, uh, oh. We're skitching. We're skitching our way back into. I can do a cold read of this. You got to do a cold read. Hey, I'm a try the cold read. I tried. I couldn't do it. We're skitching our way back in time with a little help from Shredosaurus Rad, who wants to remind you that winners don't drink drugs. Fuck. Just in time for summer, artist Fuck, Kyle Kubik really has good. launched a new crowdfunding campaign for a limited run of tanks and teas. The winners don't drink drugs design is an amalgamation of '90s pop culture featuring a gnarly dinosaur. Available. In 10 styles, these teas and tanks will only be around for a limited time and only for the backers of this project. Go to winnersdontdrinkdrugs.com before July 21st to claim your limited edition tank or tea. It was a good cold read. It was Thank good. You, you did you good. It was Jumbotron. better than mine. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to start a podcast, there are a lot of great resources out there. Just get behind a microphone, start talking, and you're already two steps ahead of us. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, Larissa Inbatour, LeVar Burton, Patrick Stewart look like movie stars. Yeah. Everybody else is like, you should just be on TV. <laughs> sort of like uh, when podcasters do this live. Yeah. Ben, the greatest generation is going back out on tour. We're taking a, a new show out on tour about Star Trek First Contact. And whether or not you're a Star Trek fan, I think you're going to love this live show. You come to our live show, you get Star Trek jokes. You get fart jokes. The whole gamut. So come on out. It's bit.ly slash ggtour2017. That's bit.ly slash ggtour2017. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andrea. 
It's Lindsay, perfect fit. Good cold read of your own name. I don't know if I put perfect fit between the first name and the last name or after. I've never had a nickname in my whole life before. This it's your choice. Special. Okay, we're going to get into some okay. serious relationship advice here. I'm we not asked, qualified. We can't do that. No, none of us are. <laughs> yeah. We asked in the Max Fun Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We asked on Twitter. Uh, we asked on the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook. We asked on Reddit. We've amalgamated your biggest questions for relationship doctor Andrea Salenzi. She's got a doctorate in love nope. mm-hmm. from the University of Yale, Harvard. Uh, you should not take my advice. I'm very, very single. Sure. Things have not worked out for me, but we'll try. I'll, I'll make shit up. This is worse than when we had that drug advice <laughs> seminar with Dr. Feelgood. Uh, here's a question from Megan. Uh, my boyfriend loves me. He's great in every way, except he won't get his shit together financially. It's stressing me the fuck out. What do I do? How, do we have any more information about that? No, them? of course we don't! <laughs> yeah. I would guess, knowing our audience and the platforms on which we ask this, I'm surprised every question isn't, I've fallen in love with the captain of my bar trivia team. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has this problem. They've fallen in love. We don't shit where you eat, guys. Well, it's that great don't cap- shit where you eat. It's that great captain hat he wears. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, I would also like more information. As uh, I think... Uh, how old they are is very important in mm-hmm. this. I mean, I think not having your financial shit together at, you know, 19 is different than not having it together at 30. Um, but, yeah, maybe let's assume for the purpose of this discussion that, uh, you know, they are an age that you should have your shit together right. at. Let's right. let's assume 30s and up. Uh, if Is that when you're responsible? You're not responsible for getting your shit together financially until you're in your 30s? I'm being generous. Yeah, late 20s, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm wondering when it is, yeah, when it's like a, a glaring problem. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, if the if this person is 19 or 20, fucking give them a break. They're figuring shit out. Yeah. That you're a mess when you're 19. But. Let's call them 30. Let's call them 30. 30 years old. They work in the software industry, let's be honest. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or they could run bar trivia. Yeah, that's Maybe they're possible. trying to turn that into a job. Yeah, they could host karaoke nights. Mm-hmm. That's also a possibility. Those are pretty much the three jobs of Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. There's one guy who works at that comic book store in Brooklyn. Yeah, sure. He's great. That one guy. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess I know what this is like. I guess I have dated people who have, like, had a hard time making rent and stuff. Because you're pretty serious about your finances, Jordan. You're a committed, uh, responsible man slash borderline miser. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I do. It is something I, that I take pride in. I think when you, uh, I was having this discussion with our buddy Dan Telfer the other day, um, that I think when you, if you don't know me and you kind of see me and clock me, you see the and you kind of know maybe you know uh oh, it's got a podcast a uh, comedy writer you assume mess right you assume man child you assume nothing on the walls but giant star wars <laughs> cabinet that is overflowing with figurines that In maybe he packages. also sleeps on yeah hmm. uh i had someone come over once and they were surprised that i had a bed frame I was very insulted at that. Like, oh, the bed's off the ground. I'm like, yeah, the bed's off the ground. What do we want to do? Get eaten by rats? Sure. I don't care. I don't care if the monsters could hide under there. <laughs> so yeah, I think I do definitely like take pride in like shit togetherness or like you know 
letting letting people know that I can pay for dinner and uh, you know apps get now, an app. You do sleep in a barn. Sure, that's true. I do that's sleep in a barn. That's why you had to get that bed up off the ground. Yeah, good rats were biting my you feet. You got it. Um, so yeah, but I also do know what it's like to like be be dating someone who you're worried about financially. Um, yeah, and I think you know, like you just kind of look and are like, okay, are they? Because I you know I think we've all like had times where we've like been not doing well and needed yeah. some help, and like I guess you just look at it and it's like ask yourself, is this a pattern or are they just going through one of these times? Right. But I think it also matters if you're planning a long-term future with this person, right? Because money's going to come up sure. so often. Totally. And you're, like, you're going to be making so many important decisions together. So one of the most frequent questions I get most often is, who should pay for a drink on a first date? And isn't it kind of amazing that the first date drink is your first conversation about money? Where oh, you're saying, yeah. are we splitting? Am I paying? Um, and I've learned to start insisting on treating um, because it's a test of, can you handle me uh pain do you, for things do you, do like will you feel like your, your dick was it? sucked up in a vacuum if i do this like uh some guys would have a problem yeah what about guys whose dick have, has already been sucked up in a <laughs> not my time <laughs> <laughs> listen i had a vacuum accident when i was very young well they just thought uh, it would feel good sure. <laughs> As a result, I've gotten very good at cuddling. (laughs) (laughs) But what's going on with the balls? That's what I need to know. Balls, 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 balls. There you go. Okay, I have a question here. Oh, hold on. One one more quick thought about this. Uh, Oh, sorry. uh, So I think she's in a a difficult decision. She should decide if she sees a future with this person. If she does, then then they should start learning how to talk about money. I like that. Here's a question from Alexandra. I'm 26. I'm a single mom. Men my age are too immature. I don't like dating older guys. Do I just need to wait a couple of years for everyone around me to grow up? She has to learn to date older guys. What's the problem with older guys? I wouldn't. I don't date under thirty. I hope to never date under thirty ever again. Really? Yeah, I think that oh, silver, there is a only silver foxes from here on out. <laughs> no, but I think that there there's this phrase that people say about there's a saying which is like uh, that men are like avocados. Right? They're not ripe, they're not ripe, they're not ripe, and then they're suddenly ripe. Sure. You gotta make that guac. And yeah. then you gotta make the guac. <laughs> and so I feel like for the most part, guys kind of don't wanna date seriously until they feel like an adult. And at twenty six they don't usually feel like an adult. And then they'll usually it happens around the time they turn thirty or when a family member dies or when they start making eighty thousand dollars a year and they have this adult switch that goes off and they're like, Oh my god, now I'm an adult. I like that you have this adult rubric. You know, you, I, it's so, I mean, there are exceptions, of course, but you, I can't date someone seriously until he starts to feel like an adult. And at 26, they just didn't. And they kind of date recklessly at that stage because they're just like, how much sex can we have before she's going to start telling me about her daughter? Like this, this writer. How, Um, how, how is it different for Alexandra if she gets serious about being willing to date guys in their 30s who are older than she? How is her dating routine going to be changed by that? Should she be on Google Wave? <laughs> I think she should put it all out there that she's that she what she's look. I think she should be as honest as she can about herself, and maybe then she can find that twenty six year old who is mature enough to to handle you know dating a mother. Um, and if she can't find him, then date. She should try to date older. I mean, really, they. 
I think guys get a little more attractive sometimes once they approach their I mean, 30s. we've all seen those pictures of Steve Carell online. Yeah. He He's gorgeous. out there. He really looks fantastic. The groove voice is hilarious. <laughs> can I, can I, can I tell you something Steve about uh, mm-hmm. those Steve Carell pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daddy's loose. Yeah, daddy's loose. <laughs> daddy's grew. <laughs> uh, I usually like to uh, date age appropriate. Um, I don't like it when they've never heard of bad religion. Uh-huh. Makes me feel weird. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did. Your entire bio just says rancid question mark. <laughs> do you know what that is? Yeah. How sure. do you filter for that? What's, what is your age range on a uh, I think I mean, I think 30 is great. I think 30 is terrific. And yeah, just kind of like. Do you agree with me that 30 might be this like waterfall where they really, where people really do change and feel like adults? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, again, not hard and fast, different for everybody. But yeah, I think if you're just going to like, if you're going to pick a number, I think 30 is great. Can we add uh, to your list of grown up switches? Waterfalls, going over a waterfall yes. in a barrel mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, so it would be Visited a Niagara. family member dying, 80 grand a year, turning 30 or going over sure. a waterfall in a barrel. Yes. Uh, but when I, the first time I had started an app, I definitely had my age slider low mm-hmm. and went on, went on some dates with like younger people, like younger than I usually date. Uh, and and I knew that I should maybe Teens, change. Teens, tweens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mid twenties. Yeah, I did, and I did go on a date with someone who was like in their in their mid twenties. And uh, after we had sex, she checked her Fitbit, <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe slide that up there." Anyway, yeah. You on the other hand, nice way, to get your, nice way to get your steps up. That's true. Yeah, I, how do, I wonder how many steps it counts as. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had a guy show me like on his like heart rate tracker where it. Where after sex it went up and down again. Oh That's boy. Nice. That's weird. <laughs> everyone always everyone likes to see sex as a graph. <laughs> always <laughs> Who doesn't one. love to see sex as a graph? Can we take the Fitbit off if we're going to do it? Just please. Sure. You know? Or use the Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, this one is from uh, Luna at William Stroud 8 on Twitter. How do you know when to break things off? If you're asking that question, it's time. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, right. If you're like, <laughs> when am I going to end this? Just end it now. Yeah. Don't think for longer. My strategy is um, you make it his idea. So you go, you know, I've noticed that this, this, this is going on. What do you think we should do about it? And he goes, uh, we should break up. And you're like, oh, no. Okay, yes. We should. You're right. <laughs> Shit, man. That's, that's <laughs> diabolical. That that's diabolical? really good. I also, yeah. And I do it at his – you bring snacks, go to his place, show up with Snacks? Like, yeah, bring What's snacks. What's an example of a snack? Like uh, chips, dip. Yes. But what you would what – Five-layer dip would be sure. an edamame, shelled edamames. Uh-huh. And then if, he's, then if he's sad and crying, you've left the snacks and then you bolt. Sure. And he has the – the skinny popcorn and the the goldfish crackers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hummus is good because yeah, it's got protein nice. and it's international too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that is one of the best <laughs> things about hummus. Yeah, it's international, baby. Yeah. Wait, can I ask? In I would I do definitely want to know what your breakup snacks are. Gosh, uh, it was it was like a bag of popcorn and it was a six pack of beer, like a really good beer, like r- like the nice one. I like the the alcohol thing is too. It's like oh, you can drown your sorrows. Yeah, yeah, it's here. A, that's nice. And then you get one before the breakup conversation happens, and then you bolt. Get that nice breakup buzz. <laughs> you want that. But next time I'm doing hummus. Mama's loose. Yeah. <laughs> Mama's loose, and she's international. <laughs> okay, here's one from Greg. I've started dating someone who's poly, but I'm not. 
My partner has a couple of other partners and isn't looking to end these relationships while we figure out how serious we are. I'm trying to date other people in service of being game, but it leaves me feeling guilty. Are there ways to conquer the guilt, or should I just not bother and try to let the asymmetry get? Try not to let the asymmetry get the best of me. You're Ooh, not Polly. Don't date someone who's Polly. How? That's so easy to me. Yeah. Is I it, guess I'm is real Polly old now. Like a, is Polly like a? Uh, is that? Is that? Are we now accepting that as like a, just overall personal? It might be romantic someone, identity. It might just like, be someone with a polyp. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Are you dating a hardworking country singer? <laughs> what does that? Mean? They might develop a polyp. But I don't. I don't get that. Or a nodule. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the only kind of singer that develops a polyp? Well, just it's just an example of one. <laughs> okay. It might, they might sing in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of juke joints. I was thinking when you were making that joke, I'm like, did, what did George Jones die of? <laughs> like, did he, have a, did he get polyped to death? Anyway, uh, so yes, it was not in a specific reference. Okay, yeah. that's my fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, geez, right? I is mean, it, but are we saying that like being poly is like a thing that you are from birth, like being uh, bisexual or something? Well, I did have an ex boyfriend. He's a I can't no no names, but he's a very very famous podcaster. <laughs> and sometimes at night he would cry because he just he wanted to be able to do me, but also other chicks, and it would be like, <laughs> oh, wait. you know, like it'd be wait. Like, can I guess who it is? Is it Zach Braff from you know? the television show Alex Inc.? Does Zach Braff have a yes. podcast? Zach Braff has, Braff has a sitcom about having, having a podcast. Having a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This is going to be a plot line in season two. Yeah. <laughs> Better be. Yeah, just, just so sad. And he was just like, you know, I was just built, born this way. This is what I feel. This is who I am. And and I had to feel like... Um, Did he just mean horny? No, because he, he's now married but has some freedom and uh, in, within his marriage. So this is the dream. He, this is the life you wanted to live, and I'm happy he's living it. He would never be able to live it with me. This is very creepy. I, knew this I, about had, myself. I had the same thing with Grammar Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and Grammar Girl had the same thing. <laughs> but I think you have right. to go through a time where you're like, maybe I am Paul, and you see how it feels. And that's what this writer is going through is he's thinking, like, is this me? Can I? And if you're starting to learn that you can't, then that's your now it's time to move on. Yeah, and you're going to find yourself a girl. the question. Is this me? Can I? If the answer is, it's me. I'm that. <laughs> I'm that. Sure. <laughs> you listen. You're either P- Polly or you're a sad corgi. Um, yeah, I think I'm. Think I'm with you, Andrea. It seems like you give it the old college try, and I think the 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 benefit is that like I'm sure ending a relationship with a poly person is way easier than ending it with a non-poly person because this person is probably the most like understanding sex positive person that you've dated. Can I ask you guys a question? Is it old fashioned of me to think that if you're a dude who's dating a lady and I'm saying that not because they said the gender of the person they're dating, but because I know the person who wrote in the question and know his sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So if you're a dude who's dating a lady and the lady is Polly, does that just mean that she is going to get laid all the time forever and you will never get laid? Like, is it like how you can't go into a swingers club if you're a single dude? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I imagine that if you're Polly in a, a straight woman... You just have a sea of dick before you. But if you're Polly and you're a straight dude, you're like... Uh, Life is just yeah. <laughs> Life is just one long Q and A. Yeah, exactly. Well, so every woman who's on OK Cupid right now knows that half of your messages are poly dudes who are like, "Hey, can we?" And you're like, "No." It says it 
on every line of my profile that I'm looking for long-term monogamy. It's there under favorite movies. I'm putting it everywhere. (laughs) Last book you read, not Polly. You still hear from them because it's that hard for them to find uh, ladies who are game for that. But I don't think it's as hard for ladies sometimes in straight dating. Should we do one more? Yeah, let's Should do we one do more. One, one more. We'll go out on on one more. Yeah. Uh, do you see one that uh, tickles your fancy, Jesse? I haven't. Been, I asked the last one. Jerk face. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll find one that I like. Bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I plug plug that bunghole. By the way, before I went over the falls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Jordan, I want to ask yours last, but this one we don't have to answer. I just wanted to read it because I like the sound of it. Oh, sure. Uh, One of you is a neat freak. The other is a dirty birdie. How do you deal? (laughs) Boy, is that house cleaning or is that sex, I wonder? I don't know. I'm not Polly. Yeah, I don't know about the culture. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Proposing soon. Do I still have to ask her father first? Seems gross and misogynist, but don't want to disrespect traditions slash her fam. Mm, do, do I you have to ask the father? I'd see this as a married man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems I I would say that this hangs on the semantics of the question. Mm-hmm. So he is saying, do I have to ask her father first? I think. That in 2017, in the United States, no, no. No, there's no circumstance where you have to ask the father sure. first. No matter how many heads of cattle are at risk. <laughs> no matter how hardy the dowry. <laughs> However, I don't, I'm not going to, I would not extend that to say that you can't or shouldn't, that it's inherently misogynist. It certainly comes from... A patriarchal tradition, there's no doubt about that, but I think that there are plenty of people who participate in patriarchal traditions uh, enthusiastically and enjoy them. And your your uh, wife-to-be may be one of them. And what is marriage if it isn't a tradition, right? Yeah. So you're, you're elect – you don't have – if you – you're electing to participate in this thing that has a long history, and you get to make it your own. So I think it's your choice about what traditions you bring with you and what you don't. And there'll be so many decisions along the lines of what traditions you're going to follow as you go down that path. Yeah, I think it's worth thinking about what your uh, – hopefully, knock on – I guess, geez, there's no wood in here, but uh, sorry for jinxing your marriage. Um, <laughs> Uh, your hopefully fiance to be would like in this situation. I think it's pretty irrelevant, except as it relates to your fiance's feelings, how your in laws to be feel about it, right? Also, do, couldn't it be kind of a fun <clears throat> moment between you and her dad? Yeah. Or his dad? I'm yeah. depending on who's the question writer. Did you do it, Jesse? I think so. <laughs> I don't remember. One of the big themes in my relationship is me not remembering major moments that have <laughs> passed between my wife and I. Uh, like huge, <laughs> monumental... I Entire remember, children, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I I forgot Oscar, my middle child, mm-hmm. for three months. Mm. <laughs> and my wife reminded me... You're like, who's this? Is this the handyman? Exactly. <laughs> no, this is our second child. It is amazing how tiny handymen are these mm-hmm. days. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that given his lack of, I'm going to be frank, verbal skills, that he found a trade. 
You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's why we have... He's not eloquent, but he can swing a hammer. <laughs> exactly. He can, he can frame up a door mm-hmm. nice and tight. I think I may have. I really... Um, I, I am very, very lucky to have really wonderful in-laws, and I respect and value their role in my family immensely. Like, they're just such a wonderful, vital part of my family. And... I knew when I had been with my wife before we got married for 10 years. I don't know, something like that. We'd been together since high school. And so I know, I knew that they already considered me a member of the family um, and loved me and I loved them. And so it was, a mere, it was the merest formality to talk to them before I talked to her, simply just a way of acknowledging how much I valued them. Um, and also, they came up a little short on the dowry. So I wanted sure, to work yeah. out. I got a couple extra <laughs> sheep that, out of there it. There was that blight. I got a couple extra sheep out sure. of it, and I'm not ashamed of that. That wool kept me warm all winter. Hey. Get your sheep, baby. You just got to get your sheep. You only got one shot. Shoot your shot, baby. Get those sheep. Get that mutton. Oh, yeah. Ooh, get those little chops. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we're talking about. You're a podcaster. I actually like there's this moment that happens on every season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette where they meet the future in-laws. And mm-hmm. like that's the part that makes me tear up every time. The idea that you're meeting these humans who will hold your future children who whose funerals you will attend. Like, how <laughs> beautiful is that? You love imagining the funerals yes. of Bachelor contestant like, parents. I'm going to speak at my future husband's sure. parents' funerals. Like, absolutely. This will be important. We're going to You know live. the day they'll die. Yes. Yeah. So, like, why not kick off that relationship or do those... You do stupid stuff to make people feel special all the time. Like, this is the first stupid thing he can do to make her dad feel special. A Just lot do of it. people, when they meet their their parents, their in-laws-to-be, they don't know, you can administer rat poison the tiniest bit at a time. Right, yeah. It accretes in the system. You don't have to do it all at once. You can just put a little bit into that instant coffee yeah, every you're, you're playing a long game. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, congratulations. I think we've solved everyone's relationship problems. And congratulations to everyone on having fulfilling love yeah, and sex lives. You're welcome. Thanks to computers. <laughs> sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, all you Juno users out there. You don't <laughs> yeah. pay a dime. You don't pay a dime for your dial-up internet. Good job, everybody. What baud should I get if I want to find love? <laughs> God, I'm just going to keep swiping on Tinder until I can find Jeeves. He's got to be on <laughs> we there. Are, we right? all listen. We all want our Jeeves. Here's the thing: a lot of people are swiping my... through Tinder looking for Jeeves. <laughs> And they think they're going to see that classic picture from the Ask Jeeves website. It's just a picture of his giant schlong on, <laughs> on Tinder. He sure, just cuts yeah. right to the chase. Hot, hot Jeeves pics. Yeah. He's <laughs> looking for a hot Jeeves pic. Yeah. The fappening, too. <laughs> Somebody hacked Jeeves' phone. Oh, boy. Found some dick pics. It's not funny. No. No. Uh-uh. Jeeves deserves his privacy, and he can express his sexuality however he wants to. I agree. Tom from MySpace, on the other hand. <laughs> Tom Let's from see MySpace. that wang. <laughs> Bring it out. Yeah. Bring it out. Just took his uh, 
stock options and likes to do travel photography. That's fun. Yeah, I guess. Hey, we'll be back in a minute on George Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andreas Lenzi, perfect fit. Andrea, what a perfect fit you've been here on the Jordan Jesse Go program. What a joy it's Aww. been to spend the last hour with you. Shucks, guys. Thank you for inspiring me to your, make your a podcast. Your corn pone jar. <laughs> sure, your <laughs> gee whiz pie cooling on a windowsill. <laughs> Nature. Anyway. The sprawing at the top of your hat. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a boxcar to jump on, right? So you need to get out of here because you have to catch the... <laughs> the short line railroad to for the last thing I don't for the last time I don't know where you can steal some strawberry wine. <laughs> uh but I I do uh, uh genuinely encourage people to check out YOY. It's a really really great show if if you're dating if you just want to know a little bit more about uh, about modern dating and you don't want to and you don't want to inadvertently insult your friends who use dating apps. Yeah. It's a great show to listen to. Uh really funny great guests. I uh, I look forward to it every week. There you go. Andrea Salenzi, a delight to have you on the program. Uh, you're on Twitter as well, correct? I heard you're Twitter friends with Jordan Morris. Sure am. It's just my full name on Twitter. Gosh, I can't believe I was on your show. It's been the best. You sure were. Yeah. Uh, sorry it was such a disappointment, balls, by the balls, way. Balls, 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 balls. <laughs> so, you know, I, it was, hold on. Dying. We can bleep that dying. out because people make shit from this show into a ringtone. Yeah. And that what you just did. Balls, 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 balls. Yeah, that's going to be somebody's ringtone. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So we can bleep that if you want to or if you're okay with that being you out. Know, I just want to help your listeners get off. And if that's their thing, like, okay. this yeah. is the closest thing I have to an actual dating life right now. Yeah. And besides that, it's a great opportunity to uh, interrupt an important business meeting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listeners. I have to take this. My balls are calling. <laughs> I re- <laughs> oh, God, I am so sorry. I, oh, I, these balls are barking. It could also be your wake-up call. You know, like, you could set it as your morning alarm. Right? Oh, yeah. Because you oh, are probably thinking that about the them. ringtone could be our wake-up call. I thought you yeah. meant that this episode of Jordan, Jesse, is Go everyone's could wake-up be call. our, no, your and, yours and my yeah, wake-up call. Just stop this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Lie in bed for 90 minutes listening to this full episode every day. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there is a potent metaphor there. Get up. Grab life by the balls, 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 balls. Uh huh. And uh, live your best life. You're starting to sound like a Lin Manuel Miranda tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this you could get out there, grab life by the balls, get that hat distribution job you've always dreamed about, move to the big city, give suntan lotion to podcasters. And then offer to go hiking with them in the morning. I should think, I go with him? Should I go? I don't know. I'm not. I think you should. I wouldn't go with a new person to a <laughs> rustic locale. I mean, I think there are, you know, there's a variety of hikes you can do in the city. Some are, you know, out in public with a lot of people and, you know, cafes yeah. that have scones. Or you can also go up into the woods. Like, the way he offered it was, like, as a safety precaution. Because I was talking about biking there, and he was like, oh, I'll show you the way up the whatever boulevard, and then we'll do the thing, and then in the woods. You know who I would go with? Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. <laughs> Here he's doing a Q&A. Kumail. He's good in everything. Give Kumail, drop Kumail Is a he line or and something, let him know. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. 
Oh, hard is. to say. There's literally no way to find out. I guess yeah. I have to watch The Big Sick to find out if they yeah. divorced at the sure. end or not. Sure. I'm not sure. Well, spoilers. Spoilers for... Um, hashtag at JJ Go. Hey, Jordan. Yes. We're headed to London, England. We sure are, gosh this darn September it. for the London Podcast Festival. Here's the deal. Somebody said, I, ca- I can't go to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm going to be in Swansea, Wales. Mm. Fuck you. Get, get your ass out of Swansea. Our... Our radius from London, we're traveling from Los Angeles to London. Mm-hmm. The radius in which you are obliged to come to our program. All ex- of Europe. Extends through the European Union. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Brexit. <laughs> sure. It still applies. And I'm including the questionable regime in Turkey. <laughs> if you're a Turk, sure. come to the show. <laughs> we, sure. We, we hope to make the show a Turkish delight <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> The show, our show will be a real Turkish delight, we promise. Hey, while we're encouraging people to get the, can we, should, can we encourage people to come to this Angel City thing? Yeah. Can we talk we about that? that yet? No. Let's announce it. You want okay, to? Yeah. Do you know what day it is? Nope. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's the 12th. It's in August. August 12th, I think. Hold on. August 12th. Someone will we're correct us. We're looking it up. We're, we're doing a Los Angeles live show at the Angel City Brewery, which is in the Arts District of mm-hmm. Los Angeles. We are artists. That's why. Sure, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make people think like Picasso. I have two phases at the same time. <laughs> sure, I well, I prefer to think of this more like jazz. Oh, wow, or jazz. Wow, uh, it's a little dull and confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of squawking. I don't think uh, I don't think uh, this might be a free event. Uh, Listen, I have no fucking information. We just know put if you're in the Southern California area, yeah. Put August twelfth on your gosh darn calendar. Plan yeah. on being at Angel City Brewery. Yeah. Have some delicious beers. Mm-hmm. Watch our show. It'll mm-hmm. be really good. Just put it on the calendar now. Do it. This is going to be really fun. A, a big Max Fun fan works at the Angel City Brewery, mm-hmm. invited us to do this show. We're really stoked about it. We're gonna have some sweet special guests on the program. It's gonna be extraordinary. It's going to be, be really good. Extraordinary. Yeah. If yeah. you've ever dreamed of coming to Hollywood, mm-hmm. going and having a microbrew and seeing some whites sit behind a table, mm. <laughs> well then, have sure. we got the yeah. event for you. It'll be a real Hollywood delight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Arts district. Arts district delight. Arts district delight. Yeah. Go to the Apollos store. Sure. If you want to. Go to that place that has skee ball after. Yeah. An expensive hot dog Ooh, restaurant. Yeah. Like yeah. A different you kind want a $12 of hot dog. European hot dogs, like mm-hmm. a hot dog made out of a rabbit. Oh, yeah. Get one of those. They got that. There's a lot of good shit there. Sure. Come to our shows. Art. Come to our shows. Artists. Mm hmm. If you're an artist out there, you probably live in the arts district. <laughs> sure, it's the only place you can live. Yeah. <laughs> if I have my way, sure, <laughs> we'll all be sectioned off into districts. Exactly. That's the way things are going with this okay. clown in the White House. That's, oh boy. Oh well, well, okay. Jordan. Sure. Jordan, I shouldn't have done that. You want to talk about clowns? No, I don't. You want to talk about clowns and I clowning? Don't. I'm sorry, I said Andrea. It. You want to talk about seltzer in the face? Do this. We're about to end the show. Is that what you want to talk about? Little tiny (laughs) dogs walking on their hind legs. They're wearing a tutu. Sorry, I said it. Like some kind of dancer. 
end the show. Is that what you want to talk Stop about, Jordan? Now. Is Stop that the kind of stuff you want to talk no, I don't. about? I don't. Because we can talk about Congress. Oh. We can talk about our sorry, elected leaders that. with their grease-pink oh, faces fuck. and their bulbous red noses. All right. Just cut. Stop this show. Clowns. Fucking clowns. I know. Clowns. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I mentioned it. I'm sorry I mentioned it. Jesus Christ, it makes me sick. Right. What if one of those clowns showed up for one of our shows? I don't know. It'd be fine. Let's end the show. It's hot in here. Let's end I'd the shoot, show. I'd shoot him right out of a goddamn okay, cannon. Fine. If that wasn't fine, playing right fine, into their hands. I'm sorry I said anything. That wasn't what they wanted to I'm do. sorry I said anything. Daniel Baruela is on the boards this week. Our producer, all the way in beautiful London, England, a perfect example mm-hmm. of a person responsible for coming to Jordan sure. Desigo yeah. at the London Podcast Brian Festival. Brian doesn't come. That's going to be some shit, huh? <sighs> He's going to bring Elizabeth Hurley, I heard. I hope he does. That's what I heard. Sure. She's the star of the television show that he writes for. Hmm. She'll probably come. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But more likely like Graham Linehan or something. We'll get to come. Oh, that'll be nice. Would it be nice if that'll we got, be fun. I'll invite Graham Linehan. Thank we'll you. See. We'll do that. Robert Popper. Sure. I'll see if Robert Popper wants to that come. That would be great. We have the novelty of being foreigners, right? Oh, yeah. We have our funny accents. Can we just invite a bunch of British people on and tell them to talk in American accents the whole time? <laughs> no, Is we're that doing that. Bit? We're doing it as... We're doing the whole show yeah. as... British people playing American. It's going to be Are great. we? Yes, we are. Are we? Yes. Well, we've done every running joke. Let's just – we've done every running joke on the show. Maximumfun.reddit.com is a great place to talk about the show or talk about it with us on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. We've also got a vibrant Facebook community. Search for fun. Maximum Fun there and look for your local Max Fun group. A lot of fun Max Fun groups out there. Tons. Pittsburgh. Tons. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Los Angeles. The Big Apple. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The Windy City. The other apple. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.